And welcome to Comic Talk, which comics is always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm William. And today we are continuing on with our Star Wars month, and we have a guest. Um, please welcome to the podcast. Um, you know him as the Rex Tano on TikTok. Please welcome to the podcast, Adam. Adam, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you for letting me come on. No, that we are honored to have you on. What was it? You actually were one of them that got me into a lot of these picks that we have on my list. So, um, Willie, what was it? Tell the fans what we're going to be doing today. So for this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking and uh, telling people what our picks for our top five Star Wars comics are. Uh, these comics are from both uh, the canon storyline line and from uh, legacy storylines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was it? So again, these are our personal lists. These are not everybody's list. Um, so please in the comments, let us know what your favorite Star Wars comics are. What do you feel that we might have missed on our list? Even if you want, there are so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of it, even if you want to throw shade at some of us, some of our picks, we've had that happen too before. Trust me, Adam's already covering his face. He's like, I don't know about this. Um, but uh, if these are our personal comics, Adam, I'm going to ask you right away: How difficult was making this list? Because I know you said there are so many great comics. As you can see, I had to replace one of my graded comics behind me with one of the OG Marvel comics, the one featuring Jax. <laughs> Just so you know. um, I had to take one off the wall and had to put I had to move some around. So some of these are graded comics and some of these are not. Um, this was one of the hardest top fives I've ever like been a part of. Um, I've, I've enjoyed so many Star Wars comics throughout my life that trying to figure out like the five. So there's a little bit of recency bias, I think, but, um, overall I got, I got a good list. I think. Willie, what about you? How, what was it? What did you, did you find this list easy? Did you find it hard? Well, um, let me stop. My dogs are licking me. Um, <laughs> somewhat in the middle of like my top three were just I knew exactly that I was gonna have these on my list it was the last two where I had to do some research and do some reading up to make the picks so about half of it was easy the other half was a little difficult what was it like I said before the podcast um with you guys like for me my number three and through five were like solid picks I knew exactly where it was um, one of them that's still ongoing, so that's why I couldn't put it higher on my list yet. Um, my honorable mentions were pretty solid, too. It's just like, at this point, I'm not going past this. It literally came down to one and two. And like, there was time. Honestly, my honorable mentions could be a top five as well. Exactly. Like, it, it's sad because it's one of those, like, for me, literally, I had my notes in front of me kind of, like, make myself, like, you know, stay a focus on it. And I was there's like... Number one, number two, it started, and then I'm sitting there like, you know what, I'm going to switch it, so I'm crossing that out and making it one and, and two, so it was a back and forth to, like, late last night, so it was just like, oh boy, this is going to be a little bit more difficult than I thought it was going to be, so I think we should just get started right away. Um, Adam, tell us what your number five is. Okay, so controversial, because those of, the, those of you that uh, have seen me from my channel will know that I love this series more than, than most. Um, I have Dr. Afra at number five. Oh, this is now. my favorite cover as well. 
Um, I know it's ongoing, but we did have a full series of it first before the second series started. And that series was probably one of my favorites all overarching. Um, but this is my number five pick, and that is Dr. Afra. Okay, so yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the whole series before from 2016 to 2019, because that was my number three. Uh, wow. I, that was my number four. Yeah, it was wow. Right. Yeah, so was five, four, and three. Uh, I'll admit right now, Adam, you were the one that actually got me into this character. And, Ooh, okay. And it, was, it was a character I know when we first met, you talked to me about um, Dr. Afra, and I think I kind of talked about there we go. That's an awesome nice. what I'm looking for right now. So I grew I grew into this character more because I actually kind of I wouldn't say despise this character, but I think it was just more out of bitterness because of the fact that you know Star Wars made a new character or Disney made a new character and you took away everything that we had. And it truly was one of the first original post Disney purchase characters for a comic book right and that that i can understand throwing people because she came in as kind of this rogue character this this you don't know much about her but she's kind of an assassin kind of a a a mess but at the same time she's still dangerous right and i i can see where you're coming from there yeah like and, and she's also funny like if you i'll tell fans right now and i think adam you'll agree with me you love indiana jones this is exactly who indiana jones is only if she did it for profit and not for it needs to be in the museum. There we go. He's got the hat on now, too. There we go. <laughs> um, but I'll say this right now. I think, again, she brings representation to the Star Wars universe um, mm-hmm. with being a LGBTQ or TQ um, representative of the universe. But not mm-hmm. only that, I I related to her because I feel like, you know, I struggle with it, too. I know, Will, you've known me for so long. You know that I struggle with it. The fact that I can't. Sometimes I allow others to affect me and I don't like that. But see, Dr. Afra shows you that you have to be willing to accept your own choices. Mm-hmm. Don't allow others to do that for you, because if you do that, then you, your life will pretty much be screwed up. She and, has, to, you know, spoil a small spoiler, but there are a lot of people that don't like her because of that yeah. in world in canon. There are there are characters that hold that against her for her making those choices to to kind of do what she needs to do to survive. And what, what I think one of the other big points I love about um, talking about this character, I love her supporting cast along with it. I love BT or BT and I love Triple um, Zero. Triple mm-hmm. Zero just makes you laugh every second he's on. It's just like, why can't C3PO be like that? Like, why can't he? Just... That up there. So right above my head is the number three Vader. Um, her first appearance. I have that one. That one's one of my prize Holy Grail collection items that I will not. I won't ever sell. So. Now, so let me ask you this. I know like a lot of fans don't realize this too. It's like 2016 to the 2019 run is more between four and five, while mm-hmm. her newest runs between five and six. Which so one? That's you- actually with all of the all of the comics that have to do with the OT characters. Yeah. They all follow that 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 projection. Right. So it makes it so that they can have crossover within the stuff so like war of the bounty hunters was a perfect example of a crossover because all of them were happening um for me personally i really like the in between empire strikes back and return of the jedi the most right now they're still doing that series but they're they're doing so much with the current runs of all of that like i love um 
were the bounty hunters. I loved her role, especially when Boba comes to her and she goes, he sounds like a clone. And then all of a sudden it's like, where's the clone guy at? You know, it just, those little moments just make you laugh with Dr. Afra that you can relate to her. She's a normal human being. It's just fun to see that. And, um, but Willie, what's your take on Dr. Afra? I know we haven't even really come to you about it. Yet. Yeah. So like I said before, uh, my number four, number five picks were kind of hard for me because I had to do some research. Um, when I put, I decided to put Dr. Afra as my number four because I really, really enjoyed the writing. I, I enjoyed how the characters are written. Uh, all of them to me seemed like very likable, very relatable. And it was something that like kind of attracted me to it. Okay. All right. No, I'm I'm glad everybody had this on their list. I was I'm I'm shocked that I was the highest one at all. <laughs> but... I just it was an argument with myself. I had it's been a fight. It's been a fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it all everybody made this list because I think it's like I said, it's a character that I was had a very hard time with when it first came out, and then I remember when we met Adam. Adam was like you need to give her a shot because I think you'll like her. You, what was it? And I ended up doing that and I went on a bench read with her. It was just amazing to see her story come to life. Um, but yeah, so let's jump to our number or Willie's number five. Willie, what is your number five pick? So for my number five pick, I chose uh, the Star Wars ta Tales series. Okay. So you're growing legends right away. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I enjoyed this specifically for how much it reminded me of the Star Wars Vision show because it kind of felt like uh it kind of felt like the series that Visions took inspiration from where it took a bunch of different stories from across the galaxy, different adaptations, different interpretations and kind of meshed them all together into one like not storyline but like one collection of stories. So I have a question for you. Are you speaking about the one that's called Star Wars Tales? Or are you talking about Star Wars Infinities? Star Wars Tales. Oh, that's interesting because you'll... Mm. I, I, yeah. I've heard Infinity. I haven't Spoiler read... alert. Spoiler read... alert. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm very excited by your, by your pick. I'm very excited by your pick. <laughs> because it's just slightly different than mine. <laughs> I loved Star Wars Tales. So, good pick yeah great pick will all right I'll i think i like it for the same reason i think i like star wars tales for the exact same reason it it felt like a, a weird side spot yeah and it, it didn't fit with the rest of the world and i remember reading that when i was a little bit younger going because i like that idea because like with star wars i'm glad that the, now they're branching out and doing showing us more stories but what I liked about Tales and also what I like about Visions is that it does tell you like, cause there's the galaxy is infinite. There's so much stuff going on. This is kind of like a peek into what could be happening somewhere else in the world. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that. Now, do you hope some of the stuff from Tales of, or Tales of the Jedi or, or what was that? Or what was it? Things like that. Do you guys want to see some of this come to continuity or do you think it, Disney would be able to make it continuity or not really? No, Adam's like, nah. I I think it's better staying as just tales and legends and just random stories that you could find. Okay. If they I did think... a series talking about like the individual tales, like going through like 
like a, a Jedi library or something. And then people talking about some of the stories that they found along, like throughout history, that would be kind of cool to do a series on that. But to just saying that it's actually my... myths and legends and like the stories are myths and legends. I think that would be, that would be the only way that I would want it to be done. But I think Will's completely right. I think that you really have to kind of allow it to be its own thing to fully enjoy how odd it can be at times. Because mm-hmm. it, it gets kind of odd at times. But I, I can see Willie just sitting there, like the, the bright librarian sitting there. It's like, okay, kids, gather around. We're going to do a myth tale, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So yeah, my number five, um, for a lot of fans who don't know me, I'm more of a dark guy. I love my sits. I love everything like that. Adam's got pictures in the back. We got that right away. Um, my number five goes to a miniseries um, that was released in 2017. Um, for any fans who want to know about this certain character before he first appears in a movie, I would recommend Darth Maul. Um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite series of all time. Um, this is a five issue run written by Colin Bunn and Luke Ross. It really. It, at first you don't feel like there's just a story it's just like an action sequence and but you get to really like right away it's like you don't feel like you're going to get a story it's just going to be dark maul's greatest hits before he shows up at number one but it really does tell you a story without having to have a story it tells you his hatred to jedi and what he's becoming impatient everything like that and the fact that one of my favorite things I love about it too is that Palpatine tests him and it's just like, well, I failed you. And he goes, did you? That's one of my favorite scenes of the whole ish of the whole miniseries is because he sits and he goes, you really just put brought out the real side of the Sith out of you. You brought the main purpose out. And he says, you actually succeeded more than you failed. And I love it. You get the Cad Bane's first appearance in comics. You get, yep. Ara Singh's, I believe, first appearance in comics. You get all these great characters, make this great story about him trying to chase down a Padawan. And it's really interesting to see it. And the fact that I loved one of my favorite lines of that whole thing was how he feels empty. Even killing that Jedi still makes him feel empty inside. It doesn't really fulfill what he wants. And I love it. Um, I, I... this was one of my first Star Wars comics I read canon and fell in love with it. I went right to it because I'm a big Darth Maul guy, mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters in all Star Wars. Um, for fans who just stopped at the movies, you need to watch the series because he does come back and then he shows up in Solo. So love him. Love him, love awesome. him, love him. One of my favorite characters. I got figures. Of I'll him. tell you this. My list, my top five list will probably change. <laughs> after this because i haven't read that one yet so it's so good it is very worth reading i think brandon had a a very good point about the fact that it starts out very action oriented love it (laughs) and very action oriented and then it gets to a point where you're just like oh there's there's intrigue and there's personality (laughs) to this man that isn't just act like pure hatred Mm-hmm. um because you can see his change between that comic series and what he does in clone wars and then eventually in rebels right you you see his journey and darth maul honestly with the work that marvel and dave filoni 
individually have done with him is one of my favorite characters as a whole from just beginning to end this is what his arc is right like i love the fact like even in clone wars like i'm glad you brought that up because i was so happy because at first when i watched the series i was about 10 11 years old when the series started Mm -hmm. or actually we were in high school so i'd probably say i was about maybe 13 14 and i sat there and i when i see darth maul come back on the screen i'm like huh like i thought he died and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah i live by the rage and it's just like that's amazing like keep that going and then the way he takes over mandalore how he mm-hmm. does it's just like that is effing amazing i said effing not the full word but it is just fantastic to see this and i love his character i love when he shows up in solo i want more of that i want to see more of him creating crimson dawn to be to get all that interest and you know my number four pick kind of goes into that as well, but I kind of want to see more of him. I want to see them adapt him more into comics. I want to see him more do all this. So yeah, my number five is Darth Maul. Love that. Uh, I got. I almost went with Son of Dathomir because I do love that series, mm. but I like Maul more. I was just like, I kind of like his solo series more. I can read it more than I can read that. So yeah, number five for me is Darth Maul um so let's go to our number fours adam what is your number four pick so this is why i asked will why like to specify um this is star wars infinities okay um this is an alternate reality kind of like what um marvel did with the what if series it starts out every issue saying one thing can change the entire galaxy um in this so in the first one it's um very specific this one is what happens if um luke dies on hoth so leia becomes a jedi um and then the one that follows this they did one for a new hope they did one for empire strikes back which is this one and then they did one for return of the jedi and in return of the jedi luke does not leave dagobah to save Han and Leia. He stays on Dagobah to train with uh, Yoda, and Leia becomes an Imperial Senator. Oh, wow. So Han goes into Carbonite, Chewbacca is, like, on his own, and then Leia becomes an Imperial Senator. Um, But this one is one of my favorite covers of all time. You have the Leia with the purple lightsaber. You've got um, a lot of different intrigue that happens throughout this series. Um, but it is it is complete. It was never canon to begin with. Um, they made that very clear in the opening little paragraph that they give you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is supposed to be a what would happen if this one thing changed, and um, and so that that's why that's my number four. It was as a kid, I loved that stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved to see my favorite characters in different situations. And so Infinities is my number four. Like, I think it's a good point to bring up stuff like that because I love, like, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of the show process, but I do love Marvel's what ifs because it's one of those things like, what if Namor won this fight? Or what if Cap turned to this side? It it was really interesting to see stories like that because at points it's kind of like you can't make a character more interesting. At this point, he's dormant. He is what he is. You can't change him. But then you get stories like, 
you know, out of those what ifs, you get like Hydrocap. You get all mm-hmm. these other things that's like, that's legit. I'd be for it. Yeah. But, and then they ruin it at the end. So, <laughs> good job, Marvel, for screwing up our comics. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I know our guests on other videos would hate me saying that, but they know I'm a DC guy more than I am Marvel. So, all right, Will, let's jump. Or you already have your number four. You gave Afra. Yep. Okay, so we're going to go to my number four. Again, there we go. See, he's got Nightwing. We love him. That's my favorite, one of my favorite characters. Um, flashback to a draft that we did. Willie didn't choose him as number one. He chose Beast Boy. I was number two. I went, well, I guess I'm switching my jacket back on. I'm going to put Nightwing on my team. For favorite Titan? No, for a draft for a team. So Willie chose Beast Boy. I wanted my Beast Boy. You wanted Beast Boy, and I'm like, okay, I'll take Nightwing. <laughs> I'll make it that's, easy on that's me. That's my boy. <laughs> I was planning, it's like, yeah. okay, I'll probably get Tim Drake, or I'll probably get somebody like that, and then all of a sudden, he didn't choose. I was like, oh, I'll take Nightwing. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to second-guess it. So, <laughs> waiting to wait four, five Brandon. seconds after. So, my number four um, goes to another series I can actually thank Adam for getting me into. Uh-oh. Um, now, one of these I've read, this is an ongoing series. Um, the new series, I believe, just started this week um, or mm. a couple of weeks ago at this point in time when this video is coming out. Um, I'm so far right now. It's my number four, but I hope it rises. I'm going with War of the Bounty Hunters. and You're doing a double combo. I'm doing both. It's a tie. Ooh. I feel like you can't have one without the other. That's I, so interesting. I love both these series. Um, for anybody do- who more interested to kind of see where this goes this picks up again i love how the comics are ran because it hits in between each movie Mm -hmm. to clarify is it crimson rain or crimson empire crimson rain okay um the crimson empire's legends if i'm not mistaken um so yeah crimson rain is technically still going correct um they also had the other one which was like a smaller series which did end Mm -hmm. are you including that in there as well the the like introduction of crimson dawn the like very specific i i'm i'm kind of going with that whole storyline i think okay so you want the whole chunk yeah okay i kind of like where it's going it brings back crimson dawn which is i one of the best things about solo i feel it's one of the best one of the most interesting factions Mm -hmm. that we don't know tons about and it's so interesting to kind of see that history grow um i love the back one in crimson rain she talks about darth maul and his Mm -hmm. visions of why he's out to do this and then it comes up with the plan of we got to destroy the sith to be able to bring peace and what we want to the galaxy and and especially in crimson rain i love the fact that she brings all these factions you never thought would work together and hires all of them makes them work for one general goal and it's so interesting to see kira step up as a leader like that um war of the bounty hunters um i remember buying this i literally have the trade paperback here i also Mm -hmm. have the trade paperback of crits and rain just a mini the little Mm -hmm. mini series i had um war of the bounty hunters i actually was actually my first star wars comic i bought from the shelves I did never bought Star Wars comics other than trade paperback. Wow. And this was the first one. I remember getting a little solicitation magazine for Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I read, was reading. I was like, that looks interesting. 
and I jumped into War of the Bounty Hunters. I will never, I will never say I regretted that decision. It was such a great little series from beginning to end. Picks up right after number five, where Boba Fett yeah. takes Han Solo's or a carbonized body and tries taking Jabba, but you kind of find out it's kind of interesting because you think in the movies it's like, oh, it was just a peaceful transaction. Oh no. There's hiccups in that. And I love the fact that you kind of see all these gangsters come and bid on them. Yeah. And then Empire just comes out. I'm going to take what I want. You can't do nothing. What are you going to do? And then Jabba's just sitting there just like, I don't care. Go ahead. One of my favorite things I love about it too is the ending of War of the Bounty Hunters where you see mm -hmm. Jabba's pilots. You don't see that often. Just go on and take on the Empire like nothing. It was just so interesting to see that. The Hut cartel is is very interesting to, right. to to read about. Like, you know, like when we get to some of my higher picks, I love those little confrontations between certain characters and Jabba because it's just like Jabba just doesn't back down. And it's so interesting, except to one character, which that does make my list. But this is just a great series. I love it. Um, when it comes to Crimson Rain, though, one of my favorite points is the Knights of Ren. And I love their, like, I love how they're kind of sarcastic a little bit. It's kind of like, what, are we stupid? Like, we're going in to steal something from Darth Vader, and you expect us to just sit here and go, okay, let's do it? It's interesting to see that, because it's like, yeah, I'm for this goal, but is it really going to benefit me to do this? And and then see that whole fight ensue between Darth Vader and the Knights of Ren, how he folds up it i'll tell you right now these star wars comics get gruesome more than what you see in the comp in the movies and stuff and how he pretty much takes one of these knights of ren and puts him like in a ball it's so fun to see that and i'm saying killing is fun but it's just a point for us it's what gets us to buy comics it's one of those things that it's so interesting to read um and again like we said it's still an ongoing series and but i love where it's going and it's so interesting to kind of get that background more instead of focusing on characters that we know and love. And, you know, yeah, Boba Fett, popular character, but you get to see every bounty hunter get involved in War of the Bounty Hunters. You get to kind of see this. You get to see Boba Fett even had a hit on his head. It's so interesting to see all this. And then you get Kira in Crimson Rain more other than Kira in War of the Bounty Hunters. And it's more interesting to see her goals. And how it mix well together. So if I can make a suggestion to the two of you, if you really like that series, there is a one-shot director's cut of the first issue that features the black armor Boba Fett on the cover of it. If you can find a copy of that, I don't know how easy that would be at this point, yeah. but it is one of the coolest covers I have ever seen. Okay. I'll have to take a look at that because I know like art stores have a lot of Star Wars comics still. So I might be able, we might be able to find it. Hopefully if we do, or if we do, we'll get it. I'm going to buy it quick. Now. Thank you. You, I'm taking good. You find it. We'll give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I already have one. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, but like for me too, another letting good, you know, like, can I admit right now too? And I know Adam, you kind of know more about this and too. Charles soul by far is probably one of, one of the best writers when it comes to star Wars. And yep. He just adapts it so well to make you love this series, makes you love Star Wars more than you already did, and brings all these things like, okay, I'm going to still give you this, but in the process, I'm going to teach you something new. And uh, he takes you on a great journey. 
and he's still the writer for this series or now with hidden empire coming out it's he's going to still be the writer so i'm looking forward to seeing where this goes from here on out but yeah my number four i know it's low right now but it has the ways of capability less yeah it, it it i think it does i think it will make it up higher on my list so let's go to you. I so I know I gave my number three, so I won't be giving a number three right now. So let's go to Adam for his number three. Um. So again, if you've been around my channel at all, you know how much I love this series. It is the High Republic. This was a special edition number four. Um. There was like you had to get it from a certain uh website. The High Republic takes place the original one that that first happened uh takes place 300 years before the phantom menace the only characters that you'll really recognize are yoda and yarl poof um other than that most everybody hasn't even been born yet and this is kind of the golden age of jedi i'm a light side person i i am this is the closest that I get to Sith. Yeah, as I say, your pictures uh, don't say otherwise. <laughs> uh, the close, the closest I get to Sith is 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 that right there. Um, I, I, you'll see from my other picks, my my number one pick. Um, but uh, the High Republic is so interesting to me because it really, when they when they first talked about this, and Charles Sewell is one of the writers of the 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 High Republic era. Uh, they said this is the Knights of the Round Table versus Space Vikings. <laughs> and that's the way it truly feels. There are no Sith. There are There is no Empire. This is truly the golden age of expansion of the Republic. The Jedi are, are these guardians of the peace. They go around and they handle these skirmishes that are happening. They, they're, they're, go, they're sent as envoys for peace negotiations. And all of a sudden, this warring space Vikings come out of nowhere called the Nihil. And they're just the coolest bad guys because they don't have their their leader, Martian Rowe or Markion Rowe, depending on who you ask. Um, Martian Rowe wants so badly to be a Jedi. He wants so badly to have the power that the Force brings to him he thinks that being a jedi would like having the force would bring the nihil to the greatest expansion of their empire and the jedi are there to to try to stop him and and there is some hits and misses but when i say like it is the hardest to read as a fan of characters mm -hmm. because it's game of thrones yeah. like you don't get to be fans of characters because they could die at any moment your favorite character could die at any moment literally the only people that are safe are yoda and yarl poof yeah because you know they're going to be in it later on more than anything <laughs> the stakes are high at all times because you don't know if any of these characters survive now i and know switching to what you said earlier about um that they all work together there's a, an issue of the star wars series that takes place between five and six in which luke actually meets a character from the high republic in this like vision type situation right. it is the first time that we see a character from the high republic in the original trilogy era right. so it all still flows together like it, it's always interesting to see things like that. I know, like we talked about, I know you've talked about, and we'll get to this in another podcast that you actually see Star Wars going to the High Republic 
even over something like Knights of the Old Republic. And we'll get to that later on, but I know, what was it? I knew this was going to make your list because I remember you telling us this is where Star Wars should go um, and Disney should go. And I know I talked about, when we talk about this too, we're going to be talking about, you're going to talk about that. I know I'm going to talk about Knights because I feel Knights could be adapted. But um, but yeah, I, great pick. I actually, funny story, I bought this issue late in the game, the first issue of High Republic. And I had to pay more than 15 bucks for it. I was already like, usually comic books, what, $3.99, $4.99 at points? Yeah, something like that. I already had to pay 15 for it because it was that popular at the comic book store that they ended yeah. up charging it for it again. I was like, I better get it now before I forget or forget or, or regret that decision. It's going to be worth it, especially the that first issue. I have it uh, graded in the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the one with Avar, Chris, and Yoda on the front. Yes. And... Um, it's it's very good and yeah it's the higher public is very well re- reading will i don't know if you've read it uh yet but they're they're coming out with the trade paperbacks for that and honestly it's just a completely different story it's a completely different vibe to star wars um worth taking a look at okay no great pick adam all right will let's jump to your number three all right so for my number three i'm sure brandon will understand why i picked this one uh, Star Wars Omnibus Knights of the Old Republic. I I will admit right now it's actually my honorable mention. That's my honorable mention as well. <laughs> <laughs> I not put this on my for list. obvious reasons that Brandon knows. I love Knights of the Old Republic. I yeah. grew up playing the video games and finding out that there was a comic that takes place in the same time period and understanding that there are some cameos in there. Um. <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah i i love this story i like the direction that it took and the interesting characters that you were able to see and just seeing how they would interact in the world yeah i love I love, Dark- I love <laughs> I, <Mason> Darth <laughs> I love your pick i love your pick more than than most I think because there there were some things that people didn't like about that series because they changed the Knights of the Old Republic slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I've got both the first appearance of Revan and Malik on the cover right above me from Knights of the Old Republic. Um, <laughs> that's such a great pick because I for me it was an honorable mention just because there are so much going on and like I, it's things have overtaken it for me. Um, but I remember being a 10 year old playing KOTOR for the first time and then playing Knights of the Republic 2 the next year and just saying, I, I want more. This is so cool. Because <laughs> like the lightsabers looked cooler. The costumes looked cooler. The masks looked cooler. And this comic series, it did such a great job of mashing up things that we didn't see in mm-hmm. in the games because i'm looking at the the number 42 the first appearance of uh malik on the cover um and that it, it's him versus a mandalorian and it's not the like mandalorians from the the game that are all bricky and they don't have jetpacks yeah. like this is a this is the one that we recognize this is the the mandalorian with the jetpack and the the separate helmet and all that kind of stuff so wonderful pick if anybody has not picked up the omnibus, I have the individual comics because my dad was collecting at that point. Um, but the omnibus is so good because it's all right there. You can just keep reading. 
I I remember one of my um one of our one was it one of my close friends um, I work with um they ended up actually buying that for me and I never I'll be honest this was one I'd never read when it was coming out like I said Darth Maul was really like my first Star Wars comic I ever bought off the shelves um but I got into reading nights and I think it was just something different I think for any fans that want to kind of learn more about Star Wars or want something different this is what I'd recommend I think all new characters or like Adam said the High Republic where you have different characters but you can't get behind them because you never know what's going to happen and I just feel like these are great stories I'm glad it's sad but my pick's Afra, so it's at number three so because I want to continue that trend of Let's give them something different to read. But I just feel like for Knights of the Republic, it made my honorables because of the fact being it, it was hard to put it on there. Because compared to like the great storytelling set of every story on my list, I can't do that. And unfortunately, it was just like it's there, but not there. It's like Adam says, my your your honorable mentions really could be another top five list. It, it there's so much if we made this a top 10 i know all these picks would be on the list. issue that the that the knights of the republic series had is the same re same issue that most of the legends comics had which was there was nobody keeping a timeline secure it was george lucas literally saying yeah if you want to do that do that it's not canon anyway you want to do that the only things that are canon are my movies and clone wars <laughs> That's all it's canon. If all the work that Aaron Alston did, all the work that Karen Travis did, all the work that all these authors did building what we love as fans, mm -hmm. they were never canon to begin with. Right. So there wasn't anybody keeping a timeline saying, oh, well, Revan didn't do that. Right. Oh, well, Revan did in this timeline, <laughs> which we're reading right, right now. Right. In which his name wasn't even Revan. Like... He doesn't even become Revan until like issue 40 or something like that. So it's I, I understand where you're coming from, Brandon. And I also understand Will's like love of it as well. But you really have to think about it as something completely different because no one was keeping this, you right. know, trusted timeline. You have to realize as a fan going in, it's not going to be the same as the game. Mm -hmm. And you have to be OK with that. Right. I really, truly enjoy it. Like, to be totally honest, and I'm going to ask you guys this, too, because, you know, like we said, Knights of the Old Republic wasn't just a book. It was a game, and it was a very popular video game. When Disney bought out Lucasfilm and pretty much stated anything before other than the movies that was produced or made for Star and Wars. And Clone Wars. And Clone Wars. At, yeah, because then they readapted that because people were pissed because it was just no like, no no canon it, clone wars is always clone, canon. Clone, clone, sorry my bad clone wars that was that was george lucas's baby right yeah. um yeah. but everything before that other than those were not mm -hmm. canon were you pissed more because of the game or do you were you pissed more about that because of the books i know that probably a silly question but i'm gonna ask that question anyway i i'll give my answer but it's not gonna be an answer people like i i wasn't pissed at the end of the day, Star Wars for me is something that I'll always enjoy regardless of what happens. And I was always under the assumption that we were just going to listen to George Lucas when he said none of it's canon anyway. Um, so I know a lot of people never had that experience hearing that from George Lucas. A lot of people didn't even know that he said that. 
uh, Dave Filoni had to be the one that came back and said, like, guys, just so you know, George never felt like any of this was canon. And it made a lot of authors angry because they thought that they were canon. Right. There, There are ones still today that thought that they were canon and they're not. And the main reason I ask that, too, is because we have gotten to hints to Knights of the Old Republic a mm-hmm. lot in the series. I think, what was it? Um, Solo has a hint to um, Exxon Boss, if I'm not going to or um, Exar Kun? Yeah, Exar Kun. My bad. I apologies. I was mixing two different people up there. Um, you have hints Darth Bane. You have mm-hmm. things like, you know. Technically, Darth Revan as a name is canon because of the rise of Skywalker. Right. And I think, too, isn't, what was it, isn't like the existence of Nihilus known? Yeah. It's just not really fully canon yet. It's just we know that this is legit. It's what Will was saying earlier with, with the tales, the myths and legends. <laughs> it's like you could make a whole show about the librarian Jocasta New reading the stories of of these myths rated g rated g of course <laughs> nihilus absorbing the essence of an entire planet may not be kid friendly we make that pg-13 <laughs> i'm not sure you could make a, a a knights of the old republic that isn't pg-13 at least yeah now, w- <laughs> Willie, let's jump to you before we jump to our number twos what is your take were you pissed when the game when what was it technically like I know, like Adam says, it was never really canon, but it's like he says, so many writers were pissed because of that reason. I was at first, when I first heard it, um, just because my mentality was that Star Wars takes place in such a big universe, not just because it's in space, but <laughs> there's like so much potential, so much history that has been developed around like the stories of star wars and they could they could easily make anything before or after the fact that didn't follow the main skywalker storyline canon it's just a matter of when they wanted to interpret it i mean like the biggest thing for me it actually happened after fallen order came out where there was uh, the video game Fallen Order, there were so many things in that that they could easily tie in to make it canon and make it work for like the Star Wars universe, but they kept denying over and over again, no, this is just a sideline storyline video game. It has nothing to do with canon. And I which think they then more... backtracked on. Yeah. yeah, which they did backtrack on. <laughs> Both Battlefront 2 storyline and Jedi Fallen Order are now fully canon. And like yeah. everybody was sitting there getting really upset because they're like, you told us everything moving forward was canon. And yeah. they're like, okay, but when we said that, yeah, did we actually mean <laughs> it? And I was just like, you have to because that's what you said. And if that's not what you said, then we're all a lie. it's interesting to see that because i think it's like now they're kind of being picky and choosy and then when fans get pits it's kind of like well you told us this how how do you expect us to take this and so they're very they're very honest now like when visions came out the 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 show on disney plus they were very clear like this is not canon do not worry because some of the stuff that happens in visions yeah but there's no way yeah but like some of the stuff it's like it's like you said some stuff yeah no way but there are so many storylines that you can really adapt 
and make that like to me again really sideline really quickly um ronin is a story you could really adapt not fully but you could adapt into the original trilogy like this is a jedi that's rogue now because yeah. of the whole order 66 so not fully adapt everything but you could adapt some of it lop and ocho i thought was a great story that you could really put into the story there's so many great stories that you really could adapt but do not bring me the rap city performance i will lose my crap if that ever happens again um you don't really want Boba Fett playing the bass no no you ever like to me he's just in there tapping his foot and i'm just in there's like this is so stupid that, like it remind me it of was meant to be academia. stupid it, it, it was meant, that was its purpose it was like a remake of my hero academia's hero too to me and it was just like brandon have some fun <laughs> enjoy yourself like let yourself have fun with star wars man it was just that one was just it's like not that serious we're talking about space wizards yeah. <laughs> with laser swords it was just one of those episodes that just went you have a had a one Running away from Order 66 and he meets a hut and you make a band. <laughs> just like, what is this? They should have won an Emmy for that song specifically. It was an original song. It should have been nominated. I'm still bitter about it. I just love how they say, oh, and you, you want to have, and then it's like, oh yeah, we're going to perform one more song before your execution. It's like at that end of that episode, I was kind of like, I want to see the execution. <laughs> Alrighty. So let's jump to our number twos, Adam. Let's start with you. What's your number two? Before I re I reveal my number two, I really need people to not be mad at me for putting it number two. What's number two? Um, Darth Vader. <gasps> um, you want me to be honest? This is um, my favorite cover. Yes. Um, I feel like it shows the grandiose of Vader while also showing his weakness, which has always been his friends and his loves. Yes. Um, what What is your... So I put the 2015-2016 run as my number two. So oh. I, I'm this, like I said, number two okay. and number one was going back and forth. Now, I already stated the same character is what holds mm -hmm. my number two and number one. So you know it's something to do with Darth Vader. But yeah. number two for me was Darth Vader 2015-2016. So this takes place right after number four for me. Yes. I, I enjoy that storyline really well. But when it really came down to memorable moments other than Dr. Afra and a couple other little events, I, my number one really hit the mark for me. The so. the the second series, or technically this is the third series. Right. Um. This takes place in between five and six. Um, some memorable characters show back up. Mm -hmm. um, spoiler alert! So if you're re if you haven't read it yet, cover your ears. Um, you see Kitster, you see Sabe, yep. You see the little Rodian friend. I forget his name off the top of my head, but the Rodian from from A New Hope or from A Phantom Menace. Uh, there is a lot of moments in this where they the authors are trying their best to make you feel bad for vader and then immediately like that go like no no no, wait 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 i know you're feeling bad for him right now but he's a genocidal maniac yeah that's what i that's what <laughs> i'll admit right now like i think with the darth vader 2015 2016 run one of the like most like gruesome scenes is that when he brings in um chris Anston and boba yep. fett and then Black all of a sudden you see him just standing over this pile of uh tuscan raiders and it's just like what like how are you want me to Vader, make believe it or not 
Darth Vader doesn't like Tusken Raiders. Oh, you know. Gasp. <laughs> he also kind of hates sand. Yeah. Do you like sand? <laughs> it's like, you ever think of that scene and not think of the B movie? It's that they'd be like, you like jazz? <laughs> it's like, you like... Speaking <laughs> of what you just said, because I, th- I feel like we can give it a little bit more time since both of us have this as number two. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Kersantan was introduced almost at the same time between Vader and Obi-Wan in the comics. And I fell in love with this dude. <laughs> like, he was such a cool character. And the fact that he and Boba Fett were friends, mm-hmm. when he shows up, in book of boba fett and then walks up and then you just see boba go like <laughs> you're literally are like for all the comic friends we're going <laughs> all the other all the other people are like cool it's a wookie but no. we're like <laughs> <laughs> no that's exactly what i was doing i i love chrysanthemum one of my favorite parts is that you know how they have a little fight arena inside with all the bounty hunters and he sits there and he goes the bounty hunters are looking at him like i have never seen one volunteer to go in there and fight for the dead and then you see chrysanthemum just come out victorious with those hands up yep it's just like that's awesome one of the coolest characters like of course but... i would say chewbacca is still the best but chrysanthemum's right up there with me i love chrysanthemum and i love the card you know i love that's why i love dr afra too so much because he goes on that journey with her for a while mm-hmm. and it's so interesting to kind of have that it's like one of my favorite scenes it's where it's like my black furry versus her furries and we'll see what happens <laughs> and he just beats the crap out of them and it's the just Chrysanthemum versus Chewbacca fight is one of the coolest fights in all of Star Wars right it's the same reason that like when you fight because Chewbacca was such a a a, a I feel like he was such a moment of fan favorite. Like there wasn't, you don't know anybody that doesn't love Chewbacca right? or doesn't even, I've not found somebody that dislikes Chewbacca. Let me say it like that. And so when you have this person, this this character (laughs) who is so iconic and then you're like, yeah, he's got an entire species. There are so many of them, but you don't see them very often. Like you see Gunji in, in the Clone Wars you see his family in the holiday special. Um, but other than that, you really don't see a lot of, of Wookiees. So when you see this giant Wookiee and he's full like black fur and he's got the like the the giant shoulder pads and the giant gun and you're just like, oh, this is, this is this different. Is different. <laughs> and then you see the two of them clash. It's the brown fur and the black fur and they're both, they, both of them have their claws out, which again shows that there's that the fight was getting rough because wookies aren't supposed to use their claws yeah so it was it shows that like chrysanthemum really doesn't care about the like traditions anymore i think as much as chewbacca does and i think that's a good point to bring up because when we don't we don't see chewbacca really go away from his values where chrysanthemum's kind of more of that realistic guy where it's kind of like world's changed buddy like we're there we're not on kashik anymore dude yeah. um like i love the whole thing like he he helped vader quite a bit on the top mm-hmm. of it and sit there one of my favorite things when they bring in um soltar i believe it is or something like that and then they have um triple zero torture him and he's just sitting there holding him like i'm ready for this let's go and he's sitting there choking him out while he's tor- getting tortured it's just fun to see Kersanston a lot, and I kind of want to see more of him now. It's going to be something I'd love to see more. I know we gave him Book of Boba Fett, 
it, it's something I'm looking more forward to. Yeah. So, and but with like Darth Vader too, um, like we said, we get the first appearance of Doctor Afra. We get so on and so forth about this character. I again, I never really even thought. I just went 2015 to 2016 was my favorite run, but really when Adam brought a good point, it's still a continuous series. It, it, you could say, oh yeah, this section, but there's still that continuous story on and on. And yeah, I again, I think it was Gillian who wrote the original series. I believe so. Yeah, again, another great writer. I think both him and Schultz um, are probably two of the best writers when it does come to Star Wars canon. Um, so yeah, I, I went right away, but I'll tell you this right now. There is a Darth Vader in a book on my number one spot that I do hold dear and near to my heart um, just because I'm a big fan of- Now Star I'm curious what Will's number two is. If <laughs> like, Because I saw his reaction to yeah. us saying that Darth Vader was our number two. What's your number two? Oh, I have to really quickly mention too. I love Willie's reaction when you brought up the holiday. He's in there shaking his head. And then when you brought up the holiday special, he just went, he just paused there for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the infamous, wonderfully made Christmas special. We should do Mark Hamill has definitely a normal amount of makeup and not an like weird, crazy amount of makeup. Hey, we got Boba Fett out of it, so stop it. <laughs> we got Boba Fett. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, what's right, your number so two? My number two is Crimson Empire. Oh, okay. That's why I asked earlier if you were to specify if you were talking about Crimson Rain or Crimson Empire, because if you were meaning Crimson Empire, that was actually my number two. So I really enjoyed this story. I I feel like they're it follows like a storyline of members of the empire that we don't really hear a lot about. We just know that they're imperial guards, yet it follows like the story of what happens after like everything's done and like where do they go? What do they do? So it's it's really cool seeing like the following of that kind of storyline because they were like the most dedicated Sith. So it's really cool. Like it's one of my favorite parts of that comic because I have read the comic um, is the fact they show you their training and mm -hmm. it shows you how harsh their training really got that. They're just not these little guards that sit there and just look pretty. You can't shoot a target <laughs> or just get blown away. Like Yoda, just like, yeah, and they're dead. It's like, <laughs> that's it. I'm just like, but it goes dives deeper into that story. I'm glad I you have, put yeah. I have a very like fond memory of that because there was a there was a moment, I don't know if you guys remember it, the moment where Hasbro or whoever was doing the toys at the time was doing these like duo packs. I do where remember it was two figures and then the comic that they came in and they had like the Luke and Mara Jade. They had um, Leia and somebody else. I don't remember who it was. But then they had two of the guards from that uh, that that comic series where it was the, the redhead girl and then the black-haired guy. And I don't remember their names off the top of my head. But um, I remember getting that duo pack and having the figures. And, like, it changed everything for me because I, like the 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 things that you could do with your storylines all of a sudden as a kid are just like way bigger it, like they it's so popular because what was it they just brought back an action figure line with crimson mm -hmm. empire and 
Yeah, Jack. I think they just redid. I think they just re-released them. Yeah, they had it, them in a box somewhere. It's like, it's like just... oh yeah, oh just take the backing off one, just put something new in there. Just yeah. put legends on the sticker and thirty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'm glad. Great pick, Will. Yeah, I was wondering if this was going to make your pick because I know you've talked about this before, um, with me especially. But all right, so before we go into our number ones, let's talk about some of our honorable mentions. Um, Adam, give us some of your honorable mentions that almost made your list. Um, so I've got I've got two that I, I'll I'll openly say I've got a lot of comics that I love, but there are two that like as a kid it it changed you know the way that I read comics. One was Mara Jade by the Emperor's Hand. Um, that was the OG. I've got it graded above my above my setup right here. Um, loved Mara Jade. I am one of those people that don't want her to be canonized. Um, I was told by Timothy Zahn, who created Mara Jade, that George Lucas hated her. He wow, did I didn't not. Know that. Oh yeah, he he knows for a fact that Mara Jade will never be canon because George Lucas hated Mara Jade. Um, there's a joke that goes around. You can see the clip online. It was a joke where um, he like kicks somebody out for us for saying that they should bring uh, Mara Jade into some sort of like Clone Wars story arc or something like that. Um, and he like kicks them out of the thing. But he he really did not like Mara Jade. He didn't like that Luke uh, got married to begin with. I, um i think that's the only way you can make her canon is not have them married i think it's something that she yeah. can make her own character and that's how it is you can't marry the two i don't i didn't like I don't, at I this didn't. point i don't think you could um but that was a really great comic for me and then the other one is they did a comic version of shadows of the empire yes um and i loved that mostly because we got to see chewbacca in that cool armor with the like high top crown thing <laughs> they like gelled this dude's hair up to a point where he's got this flat top and it was the cool i remember having the action figure for it i had i, I played the game on the n64 i read the comic book um and i've got it right over there her uh him with the the high top and uh and boosh leia all right no what was it and then will what about you what was some of your honor uh, I actually didn't have any honorable mentions. Say um, what now? Well, it's it like I said at the beginning. I had to do research to uh, actually finish my top five. I haven't read a lot of the Star Wars comics, but I mean the ones I have read, I really do enjoy. Well, now you have a good list of things to catch up on. Right. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, I actually have four. Oh, um, gosh. Knights of the Old Republic. We've already talked about. We've already talked about. Yeah. Um, Kanan, the last Padawan. I actually thought that was a great series, kind of follows a Padawan's path after Order 66 and kind of leads into the Rebels. Um, Thrawn. Thrawn is great. I love Thrawn. And it that one was the hardest one for me to kind of, I wanted to somewhat get it on that list, but I could not do it. There we go. I see Thrawn in the background. I love my <laughs> Thrawn's such an interesting character. That was one character I know when they said, this is not canon anymore. I hated that because Thrawn was such a great character. And then they finally adapted into canon. And I was like, okay, now we're getting some. Thank you, Dave Filoni. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you are, you're our savior. Um, and then one recent one. Um, I really love this series. Obi-Wan. Yes. I, I yes. love that little journals 
kind of like throughout yes. his history and it's so interesting because you kind of dive deeper i think they could span off this more to kind of give us more of those stories um like and i actually have a point for a later podcast or an earlier podcast i don't know when they're coming up yeah. but uh that will that will actually play very well it's a little easter egg for later all right sounds like a deal now let's jump to our number ones adam what is your number one so dark horse uh candidate right here not dark horse comics but dark horse candidate um it is indeed kanan the last padawan (laughs) (laughs) there you go I have the number one. So this comic came out almost as soon as Disney started making comics again. Marvel started making the comics again. This was one of the first ones. I was in college. I was a poor college student that was just trying to to get some comic books so that I could start my own uh, journey because my dad had decided that he was not going to collect the Marvel comics individually. He was only going to do trade. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my collection and this was the first comic that I purchased myself. Um, I absolutely loved the series. I think that um, Kanan is one of the most interesting Jedi characters to talk about um, because you see his journey from the beginning all the way to the end. Um, he struggles just like every human would. Um, he struggles just like every Jedi has. He's challenged and lives up to those challenges and and works to be better as a person. Sometimes he has to let go of some of the things that he was taught when he was younger. Um, And this comic series really shows how important it was for him to find the Ghost Squadron um, and find a family finally because he was alone for so long. And um, it, it shows how much it means to him that the Ghost Squadron is there and how much his love for Hera makes a difference. Um, so this is my number one. I Kanan is in my top five favorite characters in Star Wars. Um, I think his book was well written. Um, the thing that I I would point out for those of you that have watched, watched Bad Batch um, his first issue is kind of changed a little bit. Um, the way that I have kind of explained it in my brain is that this comic is his recollection of what happened. And go. the Bad Batch is what actually happened. And when you live through trauma, which I I, I would count Order 66 as trauma- traumatic. Yeah. Um, when you've lived through trauma, um, you kind of things are a little different in your brain. And with this comic series being his recollection of what happened versus in reality, what happened to him as a 10 year old Mm -hmm. um, can slightly be different. And it's the same vibes. It's the same Jedi master and some things are different, but at the end of the day, I think we all have that moment when like we remember something that we did when we were 10 or did when we were 11 and somebody's like, that's not, that's not what actually happened you know that right um so i this is my number one i i love your pitch especially with the bad batch because the bad batch does show king and it's such an interesting episode because it's what starts off the series is like what's going on and the bad batch does not know what the heck's going on right now and because they were never given shoot the order um on top of it i kind of like how you said it order 66 i would 
characterized as traumatizing because even when we get to see that in Obi One, that's he, fine. Yeah, Obi One did not want to use Force anymore, or he had a such a hard time trying to find a way to use them. It, it's like training yourself again over yeah. the years, and it's I'm glad it made your list. But I, what was it for me? Like I said, it made my honorables. I love the series, but but I think it also just comes to play that. I kind of like my darker characters more than I like my lighter characters. I and, get it. But I think Kanan, that's why I made my honorables because he really is a character that is good, but also has to learn, like we said about Chris Sanston, it's got to learn that the world's changed a little bit now. Yeah. And, and it's got to adapt to it. Um, Willie, let's jump to you. What is your number one? So my number one, I think is probably pretty obvious because i haven't talked about this character yet but it's darth vader yeah there you go so i feel like it was obvious for me to have him on the list and when i started reading this comic i just fell in love with it it's such a good story i won't talk too much about it because you guys have already gone into it but it's just so great seeing like from the first edition to where it is now seeing like all the in-between stories following Vader, what he's been going through, what he's done to establish himself and where he's like, where he is now. I really enjoy it. So I'll kind of piggyback off that because my number one is a Darth Vader comic. Why separate it from the others? Because one, it goes by somewhat of a different name. It is Darth Vader, but it's called Dark Lord of the Sith. Mm -hmm. this is by far my favorite 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 star wars comic of all time it is such an interesting story and what was it but what was it 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 really it's like you can put it in that darth vader storyline but really it's its own thing because you get to see anakin struggle and i say anakin because there are flashbacks where you get that hope anakin's coming back and like when he's trying to make that crystal bleed everything about you kind of like it's not so much a darth vader story but it's more of the sith story like how do you make a kyber crystal you know red how do you do all this you get to see him hunt down what was it jedi that he's never faced in you know on top of it you get the inquisitors by far some of the best storylines i feel come from darth vader and i can credit darth vader for a lot of things that's happened in the star wars universe now especially well, I, I know that's a not a very you know, but what I mean is like we got Doctor Aphra after him. We yeah, got yeah. Instant. We got that. More. That the way that you said it is really funny because, like, yes, of course, Vader was the reason for most of the things that happened yeah, in, the, exactly. in the Skywalker saga. But <laughs> it, your point is very clear that like it, his comic series yeah. spawned so much in the future because you can you can really okay well dr afra came from that well crimson rain came from that well and it just snowballs right this thing and you get like for me one of my highlights of that story and i know we talked about it with jacosta noon mm -hmm. how she goes in tries to save at least some material from the jedi you know temple before it's corrupted before where the younglings are yeah and she probably one of the best fights I have ever seen in comics. Yes. Star Wars wise is Jocasta yes. Noon and Darth Vader. Which you would never think. It, it, no, it's, especially this, you know, for me, I look at it as like, oh, this is just that old lady that was kind of a prick to Obi-Wan. To Obi-Wan. <laughs> and then like, well, if it's deleted, it's not this. And then she comes to realize, 
like I think Tales of the Jedi was just like it kind of explained how it was deleted and everything like that. And then you get, oh, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, like don't be a jerk. <laughs> we're we're trying to it's like, but it just shows you like how bad of a fall Vader had and kind of sees like these inquisitor inquisitors as like a challenge to him. Like, oh, you hired these guys just like he does in Vader or Darth. Or the original storyline, the fact being that you hired these guys to best me. And it's like Palpatine tells them, if they best you, that just tells you they're stronger than you. Uh, we lost Adam there. I do apologize there. But yeah. Sorry. No worries. There it's, we go. it's one of those things where they he did hire them. He did bring them in to challenge Vader. And if they if Vader lost, that's Vader losing. Yeah. It's, throwback to Kenobi from this past summer. Um, that's what her whole point was. That's what Reva's whole point was, was she was going to best Vader because, because she knew that she was better. And then... Uh, and then you have that redemption story with her that yeah. you find out she is one of these younglings. Spoiler for a show that... Traumatic out. Order 66? What are you talking about? Yeah, come on it's such a great story. That's why Obi-Wan is one of my favorite shows because it really dives deep into that timeline more and more. And you get to see not just the traumatic experience Obi-Wan has been put in, but you get to see how others are affected. And I love that part of it. Um, especially when you get Ice Cube's son in it too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we made a great yeah. top five list. So I'm going to ask you right now, I want to ask everybody quick. I know we've talked about this too. If you could do a comic book series mm. with characters that have not appeared in comic books yet. Who would you pitch? Jar Jar. <laughs> no. Technically, Jar Jar had a Legends comic series. Dang. It was really interesting. Willie's like, I should have put it as number five. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 Sith Lord Jar Jar. You could definitely you could make an Infinities. <laughs> I would love um, to do a Sith Lord Jar Jar. You Everybody about? wants it. Make it a visions. Yeah. <laughs> Make it a visions. Yes. Everybody what wants it. What are you talking about? That's called robot chicken. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to currently make a comic series based on someone that doesn't currently have a comic, it's going to be Harrison Dula. Ooh, okay. That's I good... think that you can do a lot with the art styles. Um, to make her flying very interesting to look at. Mm -hmm. um, I think Hera is one of the most interesting characters in all of Star Wars when it comes to just like what she has done and who she is as a character. Um, she's not just like the leader of Ghost Squadron. She is the reason that the Rebellion has a lot of the things that they do and that they're trained the way that they are. Um, we've seen her in... Um, in Rogue, Rogue One, we saw her in The Rise of Skywalker, or we can assume it was her in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, it was, it's very interesting the way that she is portrayed in Rebels. Um, but then she was in Squadrons, the game. She has been in a few, she's been mentioned in a few different uh, moments in the live action stuff. Um, but I think Hera is definitely the one that I would go with if, I, if I'm pitching here's my comic, here's what I want to do. It's it's Hera right after um, Kanan passes away. Um, her and Jace traveling and helping the Rebellion and her going on those smuggling runs and her continuing to work with the Rebellion 
past when Ezra is gone and Sabine has gone with Ahsoka and Zeb is with, um, oh my gosh, sideburns. There you go. <laughs> so I'll pitch mine on Callus. And on a serious note, before you go, Brandon, uh, I don't know if he has appeared in comics yet, because I know they have a Poe comic, but I would like to see more stuff with Finn. I'd like oh, to see. Please, thank. I you. would like to see like more oh. deep, more story on like wh- what his experience is with being in tuned with the force there you go and see if they would expand on that see where the story would go thank see you if, like he explores or something i want to see more with finn i think i think that's the best way you can because i think at this point like for me i know will knows i was not a big fan of finn when it first came out because i just thought okay there's you're, you're rushing his story you need yes. to have those individual things and i think that's why poe was so great because i didn't like poe either i hated poe it's just like, ah, he's just this hotshot rebel again, just like Han. It's just a remake. But when you get that comic book series, it's like, that's why the comics are so great, because it gives you those moments like, okay, now I could get behind him. Um, I'll say mine right now, it's two clone troopers. Now, I'm a big fan of where the Bad Batch is kind of going, where it's in okay. between three and four. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pitch Captain Rex. Why not? This point, I feel Captain Rex you get that little scene with him that, hey, I got my inhibitor chip out, but he's kind of like, he's trying to go around to help people. He could be kind of one of the guys to help out, like Ahsoka, kind of help out different things. You kind of get that story in between that we're missing. We're missing a little bit of that section between what happened to Ahsoka and him after the Clone Wars. And then Rebels. And Rebels. Yeah. And, and the other one's McGregor. Same thing. McGregor. Gregor was such an interesting character. The way his episode ends, you don't know what happens until Rebels happens. Yep. In Rebels, you see him alive, but you can see like he's brain damaged. He's not the same that he used to be. Yep. And I think that he's a commando. I would love to pitch a commando series, but I don't see that happening because of different things, including the Bad Batch and including that. Now, uh, here's how you pitch it, though. If you pitch it as commando mm-hmm. and then each issue is a different commander and what happens to yes. them after with an overarching story about Captain Rex, right. I could see them accepting like, that pitch. Uh, you just gave me an idea for when Cody. Top five or top five legends characters that need to be made canon because I have commandos and I there have are two commandos. I, are, like you another... about, are you I'm talking, talking about Omega squad? squad? Omega Squad. Omega Squad. Okay. And then I'm like talking. Another... I'm talking about Cal Scarada as well. Why not bring a Mandalorian trainer to train these special forces? And two, I pitched them more for the Bad Batch because I feel like Bad Batch we don't know a lot about their training. So somebody like Cal would be kind of a good person to have. So, yeah, I think I feel like another uh, some other characters that I, would be pretty cool to see how their story goes is either a backstory on. Uh, the Mandalorian or mm-hmm. like a future story on Grogu, like mm-hmm. on his training. Mm-hmm. I so. think they would be interesting if they were done right, but you just have to be really careful. You have to be really careful with them because their story those, was already pretty good. And those characters are, are like fan favorites at this point. 
and yeah. I'm sure we'll get into it with with the other topics that we have to talk about. But um, fans are not always kind when you try yeah. to change or try to morph their their favorite characters. Exactly. So, um, but I like your idea. I think I think what was this is a good place to end of the podcast. We want to thank our guest Adam for joining in and giving his picks. Um, you can find him on TikTok at the Rex Tano. Um, where he goes over a lot of Star Wars content. If you're big football fans, he goes over a lot of football, um, especially big Dolphins fan here. Um, what was it? Um, and we can you can always listen to Comic Talkers anywhere on. Uh, I was going to say TikTok there. Anywhere on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and you can join us on the conversation. Um, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Comic Talkers. And without further ado, my name is Brandon. I'm William. And may the force be with you. And also with you. <laughs>